A few years back, we had a particularly hard winter. I remember it came right in the first part of November and just would not go away. And by January, the roads are permanently ice-covered, and they remain ice-covered clear to the end of March. Seems like even into April. And it snowed upon snow upon snow upon snow, and it reminded me of that Christmas hymn in the bleak midwinter, and I felt rather bleak. I'm not a big fan of winter in general. In fact, I'm not a fan of winter at all. I grew up in the UP of Michigan with big, big snow and long, long winters, and it's beautiful, but I've had enough for my lifetime. And so every year it seems like I get more and more and more desperate the day that I can go to Arizona for a month or two and escape at least February. But that hasn't come to pass yet. But I remember that one harsh, harsh winter a few weeks ago, a few years ago, and I remember thinking, okay, we can do this, and visualize ahead to spring. And I knew with certainty that the robins would return. I knew with certainty that the grass would turn green and we'd have that wonderful aroma of fresh cut grass. I knew that the lilacs would bloom and the trilliums would bloom and there'd be all kinds of baby animals everywhere. I knew that I would hear the first roll of thunder and know that the long winter was over. The first roll of thunder has always been my cue that the winter is past. And I know, no matter how I feel in January or February, I know that that first roll of thunder will come. And that knowledge lets me endure the rest of the ice, the snow, and the cold. Even though I don't like it, I know for certain it will come to pass. Spring will arrive. So too will Jesus as Jesus has promised. But right now, I don't know if I really want to get into that. There's a couple sayings in the South that we in the North do not quite understand. One is, bless their heart or bless their little heart. And that is not a compliment. It's not a nice thing to say at all. In fact, it implies that the person doesn't have anything upstairs. And so... What's downstairs in the heart is matter, but it's a sign of a profound lack of intelligence. And so when someone says, bless their heart, it means, well, they're not that smart. Another is losing my religion. It doesn't mean abandoning faith whatsoever, but it means not showing your faith. It means getting really, really angry so people would not know that you are a person of faith by your explosive reaction by your temper tantrum, so to speak. Well, those two sayings have been on my mind because the reality is that it's so easy for us to be losing our religion these days. That means it's so easy for us to explode in a temper tantrum and it's so easy as well for us to have little hearts. By that mean, I don't mean a small heart, but I mean not thinking with all that we have. 
And the reality is that a lot of us do want to embrace denial. We deny all kinds of things. It's in our human DNA. Trust me, as someone in recovery, I've denied a lot, but there's all kinds of denial out there as well. Some will deny the severity of the virus. Some will deny the severity of anything. We just kind of prefer really to keep our heads in the clouds thinking it's going to be all right. And while part of that is true, it will be all right on the great and glorious day when Christ comes, part of us really also doesn't believe that that day will come. I mentioned that before. To deny that Christ will come is to deny the rest of the story. And if we deny the rest of the story, then we cannot call ourselves Christian. And yet, even though it doesn't seem like it, it seems like, oh, so long, the reality is that the saints from all times and places ever since the cross and resurrection have been waiting, and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting in times far worse than what we're going through. And yet the delay seems to think, okay, what's going on here? I read a whole bunch of really, really profoundly horrible commentaries on this lesson this week. They all talked about God seeming absent. Asking, okay, God, where are you? And they're all pointing it in light of the pandemic. And I wanted to lose my religion at the commentators. Because the reality is that God hasn't gone anywhere that God is here. And while we await that great and glorious day when all the world will be redeemed, and it is a great and glorious day, nothing that we should be afraid of, thanks to Christ Jesus, we don't have to just sit on our hands and wait. Last week, Jesus gave us the instruction, hey, if you want to see me, you go to those who are naked, to those who are in prison, to those who are sick, to those who are poor, to those who are hungry, to those who are thirsty, and there I am also. Sometimes I think Christians spend way too much time waiting for that great and glorious day that we forget that Jesus often has more glory in the cross and suffering than coming down in the clouds. Don't get me wrong, the redemption of the world is an incredible thing, but so is our own redemption. And if we want to see Christ in the world, if we want to feel the presence of God, then we know what to do. We embrace living while we wait. We wait in joyful expectation of that great day, but at the same time, We don't lose our religion, and we live in a world that we cannot deny that needs our help, that needs our kindness, that needs our gentleness, that needs our reflecting the light of Christ. You know, this year there are more Christmas lights out earlier than there have ever been before because I think psychologically people need the light. Well, theologically, spiritually, 
psychologically, in every aspect of our ways, we all need the light. But don't plug them in and say that's enough. Be the light. Let your light shine so others may see good works and give glory to God in heaven. And that will sustain us in this weary world until that great and wonderful day. With that, what else can we say but to God be the glory, now and forever. Amen.